Here we are, loving that intro. We're back post round one. The first round of the 2022 season in the bank. There's some teams loving life. There's some teams that wish the preseason was harder for some. Seb, how are you travelling? It's good to see you at the end of this first round. Yeah, we've, uh, we're nine games deep. Uh, a lot of, uh, and I'm, I'm, we'll get into this later, but a lot of uh, overreactions off the back of one performance. Uh, no seasons made or or lost after round one, uh, but uh, I can give you a star performer. It was number six for North Melbourne. Not biased at all. Already. Nah, there's been, I'll tell you, it is a good round if you're, if you're new to this league. We've seen many a new coach uh, salute with a victory. We've seen plenty of quality football from some real young guns, obviously uh, a certain Hornet included, but... Bloke, bloke in Adelaide who went all right today as well. So, look, there's plenty to get into. We're here on a on a Sunday night with a bit of a new one. We're, we're going to go the grades, hot off the press, first reaction. We're getting in first. You'll hear other media outlets tomorrow. We're coming through on your Sunday with the crispest of takes. Dare I say there's a game on right now that's still in the, in the balance. So, I think by the time we get to it, we'll be able to uh, put a grade on it. But uh, we, we did our pre-season. But this is what it's really about, Seb, isn't it? This is the real deal. This is your, your semester, uh, your, your uni, I guess, year, first grade in. There's, uh, there's going to be some teams that aren't going to like what they see. Yeah, and to use a uni analogy, uh, there are already teams who have decided to skip week one a little bit and not really show up, which is uh, yeah, missing well, orientation. generally a sign you don't have a great year. But uh, I'm not, like I said, I'm not overreacting to any win, Carlton, or any loss, <laughs> Essendon. Uh, you know, I think they're sort of the two extreme ends. But uh, you'd much rather have won than lost, Tom. I think that's fair to say after after round one. Yeah, well, look, I, I don't know. We, we get up for our fans, obviously, but, you know, we, we'd be flat with our performances. But, yeah, look, you, you don't want to be too deep. You don't want to be zipping three and that sort of thing. Zero and one, manageable. It might be that one week you had that, you know, you, you don't expect. I think I'd bring this game up every week. Adelaide beat Geelong last year, folks. So just remember that uh, when you're, you're reacting to round one. Cats almost made a granny. Uh, Crows went nowhere. So, Yep, there'll, there'll be a few of those results that we'll discuss, but we can only go with what's in front of us, Seb, and, and you have to cast your mind back to Wednesday for this, this marathon round uh, to begin the season with the first game. It's an absolute eternity. Um, I think if they're having Wednesday night games, there should be no Sunday night games. It's just too long. I'm, I'm yeah. watching this, this Battle of the Coasts, and I uh, couldn't remember who I tipped because I put my tips in Wednesday. And <laughs> I will change it if there's an injury or an out, so I've... Switch from Essen and the Geelong, because Stringer was out, and probably a little bit more than Stringer, the result there. But I had no idea who I tipped in this, because West Coast had so many outs all, all pre-season. I reckon they dropped exactly. one, on, one a week on average from January. Um, and But, uh, yeah, Melbourne Bulldogs. Yeah. Big win for the Ds, unfurling that flag in front of... Uh, Apparently, it was a disappointing crowd, although a record home and away crowd for both sides. So, which, <laughs> it was which a record. side do you want to fall? I'm definitely on the disappointed side. If you're a oh, Melbourne fan harsh. and you weren't there on Wednesday, you're not a true fan in my books. You haven't won a flag in 
almost 60 years. I think you can travel in on a Wednesday night and catch a game. Obviously, you know, legit reasons aside, um, but it, it was an occasion. It was an event. You, you just clear the calendar for that one, I reckon, as a D's fan. And, and look, they, I mean, yeah, 58 is actually pretty good for a dog's uh, D's game. I think people sort of got mixed up that we were talking to absolute blockbuster clubs. I think 90 was unrealistic, but I would have expected maybe the 70s for that one. But, yeah, anyway, the D's got off to a hell of a start. Just yeah, just on the crowd, don't book games on a school night, middle of the week on a Wednesday. Like, it's, oh. it's hard for families. <laughs> yeah, well, true. But, I mean, it is it is 7.10, so you, you don't get home too late from that one. I, I what, went to what, a 7.50 and got home, home at midnight. Seven fifty. I got home at like quarter past 12. Oh, there might have been a, a stopover on the way. But uh, look, if I went legit, I probably would have got home at maybe... I left the ground at 10.30. Okay, so you're leaving at 9.50 and on average you travel 45 an hour. That's 11 o'clock, Tom. That's it's too late for a school. I'm telling you, you you'll learn. You'll find out. That cat's <laughs> yeah, out of the bag. You're going you're gonna to find out. Uh, good problem to have. Have to say though, if I'm a D's fan, and that's that's yep. the biggest problem they've had. They haven't had an injury up until Christian Salem. Uh, in terms of grades, look, the D's won. They won well. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, which you really should do at Twelve Rows Back, uh, it was a bit of deja vu about this game. Yeah, they flew out of the blocks. The dogs came back, got a lead, looked in control. The D's wrestled momentum back. Didn't kick away like they did in the grand final but did enough to get the win. Uh, anytime you beat another contending side, top four, when it's a sort of a 50-50 game, I'm, I'm passing out a distinction at this point, Tom. Uh, and the Dogs get a fail because that was their chance for revenge and the Ds were a little undermanned. Um, Salem subbed off early. Uh, Jake, Jakey Lever didn't play. That was a, it was a laid out, not reported by certain journalists who we don't need to go into. Yeah, uh, and it's a failure because that was the chance for the dogs to stamp that put a stamp on the competition that 2022 was their year and they just failed. Yeah, look, took the words right out of my mouth, Seb. I think it was, it was unbelievable for the for the Ds to, I guess, I, I doubted them. I, I thought, you know, was it going to be a bit of that mo- uh, motivation? How were they going to come out? Preparation? Where's the, the I guess, the care factor? But they they just turned up, and yeah, the game was a real carbon copy, probably apart from the margin of the granny. But you've got to like what you have seen for the D's, and they would have been absolutely loving life that Petrarca just had no one go near him all night. He's going to have forty if you do that. So yeah, you, you, they beat a contender. You can't argue with that. It's a distinction as well. And I'm with you. The dogs, real. I mean, Bevo deflected, and we've spoken about that, but. Real, real sad one for them. I mean, they had chances too. They had they had momentum swings. That's actually one thing we'll, we'll see probably throughout these uh, grades is the momentum swings in games was just unbelievable. The dogs had chances. So, you know, the astronaut had turned up and they really need to crash in on that. So I'm with you. It's a fail for them. Yeah, well, well, on the same page. We're on the same page the start. Which Early, is, which off, is off, the, um, off the top. For those wondering, we did talk about it on our Instagram lives, which was on Wednesday and oh, Thursday those. at halftime. So a uh, little midweek insight there, but obviously... The you, don't have, yeah, don't, about. you don't have to leave the couch. Just it, it comes up on your phone. 12 rows back is going live. Just, just click on that and join us. We'll yeah. answer your questions. Live questions. 
about footy or non-related footy. Yeah, we like the non-related footy ones. Pretty sure we were doing a player comparison of Jack Baxter and Tyson Woodland. Exactly, that's the kind of magic you get. It can go anywhere. Uh, Let's let's go Thursday night, Tom, which was our traditional season opener bump, not back, but second game of the round. Uh, What do you think of the Blues? Flag favourites yet, or yes, look the. Giving them some credit for finally getting one. The first win over Richmond in the opener in 11 years. Yeah, it's a long time coming. I think that's the stat that stood out to me was they haven't won not only around one game in 10 years, they haven't also won around two game in 10 years. So you're just not going to start any season well from zero and two, let alone doing it for a decade straight. That just sort of shows you where they're coming from. And uh, while we probably should have tempered our expectations, we never do with the Blues. But no, they should be absolutely on top of the moon with that one. They're... Paddy Cripps, I tell you, we, we doubted him last year, but it, you dropped the niggle and he, he just turned into an absolute jet. I mean, he was a jet, but he went to another level, I guess, with a with an injury-free preseason. He looks lighter, he looks fresher, kicked goals when he needed to. Um, you know, Matt, Matt Kennedy, he, he's bobbed up. He's been one, I think, Blues fans have t- torn their hair out uh, a bit and, and he added to a bit of the scoreboard pressure as well. And, you know, I guess their forward line functioned enough, but it was really that, that midfield that, that got on top. And, yeah, the thing I like out of it for the Blues was it, they looked cooked. Tigers 20 points up pretty late in that one and they just found another gear. So finding that gear is probably something that they haven't had for the last few or maybe for the last decade. So uh, you got to love it if you're the Blues. Um, for the Tigers, I mean, yeah, the game was on their terms. They 20 points up, they had it, and they just ran out of puff. That that worries me. You don't want to see teams running out of puff in round one. Yes, obviously the preseason, you know, it hits the legs a bit more, but, uh, yeah, it was a poor showing on their end. So... Uh, Grade-wise, I'm swept up in the momentum step. I'm giving the the Blues a HD off the top. Got, loved it. I don't care that they beat a team that didn't make the finals last year. I think they just had to make the statement, and they did, and they did it in great fashion. So I'll give the Blues an early one this year. I'll give them a, a HD, and I'm going to give the Tigers a fail. I think that's fair. Uh, game on their terms, a game that they've won, you know, the they just they look dysfunctional by the end of the night. The Tigers, so yeah, it's a fail. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Uh, look, Richmond, the Richmond had chances. Tom Lynch had one possession after quarter time. Like, he yeah, was, he looked like a Coleman medalist early, didn't he? And then yeah. he just went missing. He's a front runner, he is, I think. Um, yeah. No, look, I, I'm I'm trying my hardest not to get swept up in overreaction to this game, and there's a lot of it because we know what. Carlton fans can be like in general, uh, but I, I look. I didn't have Richmond in my eight coming into the year with good reason. They finished was it twelfth last year? This is twelfth playing thirteenth from last year, and the winner of that people are talking right up. Uh, snuck Carlton into the eight, had Richmond out, so I'm giving myself kudos already, even though we've played one <laughs> game, so I might get carried away that way. That later. It's a fail for Richmond, because you don't want to come out round one and put in a poor performance. Uh, I worry about some of their ageing stars, and I think the way they've played as a system, it's just really drained on the team, and they're just, in general, cooked. Um, so, a fail, but any more performances like that, and you, they're going to have to find their way back to the old... Uh, the coordinator who we need yeah. to come up with a name for. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to yes. call him C Ordinator, but that's just doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, uh, might slip up on that one. I'm giving Carlton the distinction for the way they just piled on the goals late in that game. Um, not a HD because I don't think they've beaten much. Um, but still, they've done everything right. Uh, big challenge for this week with Vossi not able to attend the game. In yeah, the that's going to be real interesting. Safety protocols, which I don't fully understand that system. But he, yeah, he's allowed to attend in... Uh, I think Ash Hansen will be taking the reins. Yeah, against his old club, the Dogs. Oh, old, yeah, he's an assistant coach with them last year, played at the Eagles. But, yeah, there's a turn up for the books. Nah, that that's fair, Sebo. Uh, look, you know, easy to get carried away with the uh, the Carlton Magic, and I have been, so I'm going to stick with it, HD for me. But I don't mind a distinction. And, yeah, it's definitely a fail for the Tigers. Uh, how there was how a, much? There was a game yeah. on Friday night, which... I think some people are desperate to hear your gradings of. Um, do you want to give me an apology now in regards to my uh, slotting of the Saints in the no-man's land category, or are we, we're not there yet? Oh, look, I mean, if you still haven't apologised to Goody, I, I don't know if I can apologise for this. Jeez, I'm pretty sure but... I was pretty complimentary, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, nah, Secure Collingwood. Didn't go we... the Saints way. No, it certainly didn't. I think overall, yeah, the no man's land thing's fair. I, I think I might have put out on a group chat, is Clarkson available? I just was, yeah, just shocked at what, what we turned up. Um, you know, we the Saints basically played maybe 10 to 15 good minutes in the third quarter. That was about the only patch that we actually looked like we were functioning. And even then... We really didn't seek the boots in. Like, we were right on the top of them and we didn't put them away. Yes, we hit the front in the last, but we were happy to just accept that we hit the front. We didn't actually pile any scoreboard pressure on there. And we gave a young up-and-coming side a sniff. I was, you know, we, we spoke with Collingwood that they still got the names. Well, yeah, they've still got those names in the team and they got a real, real good mix from their youngsters. So, yeah, they, they stunned me there, the pies. But, I'm yeah, got to sink the boots into the Saints. I think they were poorly coached. I can say that. Uh, and when, you, when you're like, oh, what does that mean? Well, there was multiple centre bounces early on in the game where we had Jack Steele, obviously, almost Brownlow medalist. So he's a star of the competition. That's fine. And then you've got a first gamer in Mitch Owens and, and Ryan Burns in there, who's in his second year, really, of playing top-grade footy. Uh, and that was at multiple centre bounces. So I'm all for giving the youngsters a go, as I've said. But two in there left us wide open and, and you know, Adams, Chris, Grundy, um, they they had a field day. So we were made to look stupid there. We just lacked composure. Um, I could single out Higgins for that. He just looked like the footy was a hot potato. He should have kicked about four. Kicked, I think he kicked four points, um, you know, to go with, you know, Max had his opportunity. So he kicked a few points too. So, you know, one six or one seven between them, that hurts. Um, we just look second rate. I will give a compliment to Jack Hayes. Hang your heads in shame, any recruiters out there that you miss this bloke. You haven't been doing your job. That's to all recruiters across the country, as an arrow said. But basically, yeah, it was just a flat night. We yeah, Everything was hard. Uh, the goals just, yeah, they just didn't come. And Collingwood ran us off our feet. So, yeah, I could keep going. But uh, yeah, grade-wise... giving a grade or...? Yeah, look, I'm I'm rolling on a review of the Friday night game. Lucky we didn't do a live, I'll tell you that. Um, now, the Saints can have the first visit of the year to the coordinator. I think that goes without saying. They're off there. Like, you're talking this this Pies outfit. We, we said they're a bottom four outfit. So, 
you can't go losing to a bottom four side at any stage, let alone off the top in the Friday night light. So uh, they can have that. And, oh, look, I didn't really want to give the Pies a distinction. I wanted to pass them, but I'll give them a distinction. That that was a pretty good win from them. I don't. I think that's the peak of their season. So I hope you lapped it up, Pies fans. It won't get any better than that. Uh, they can have a distinction. Uh, very... I was going to say eloquently put, but I think it might have been anything. But, Tom, uh, <laughs> no, nah, look, uh, we're all thinking of you. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it very simple. It's a fail for me for the Saints, uh, and it's a distinction for the Pies. Didn't think the Pies would win. Thought they had a chance. Uh, don't tr- Didn't trust the Saints coming into the year. Still don't trust the Saints. Uh, think there are just different things. Like, can I... I don't want to go on this game for too long, but why does memory jump off two feet? Yeah, I know. I why has it not been him a... coached out of him yet? Yeah, it, look, it, I, I guess it's worked for him. Uh, you know, in in the past, he's probably let our marking for probably the last five years. But I noticed that too on the night. I reckon it cost him at least a three or four grabs just yeah. because it was easier to read when you just go up like that. Yeah, like easy to get a ribbon for winning the marking or something. Well, I don't know. They might have. I just watch it, and instead of it was was several times where Darcy Moore was nowhere near him, and Membry runs, jumps straight up, and Darcy Moore's able to almost body spoil him by cannoning into him. Whereas if you jump, hold your shoulders, and put your arms out, Darcy Moore's got to reach around and either hit you in the head or chop your arms or something like that. So uh, I just I know he's done it traditionally, but I'm watching it going, gee. What? Like, why don't they coach this out of him? Like, sometimes you yeah. might have to, where if you're caught under it, you have to stop um, and prop. But he's running to it, stopping, then jumping up, and it's it's an easy spoil. Um, it's the only player... I think he's the only player in the comp that does it. Um, yeah, it's a, well, it's, it's a basketball thing, but the commentators don't talk about his basketball background, so I don't know if that's a thing for yeah, him. But uh, Too busy anyway. on pedals. Can I throw one more before we go to the next game? I, I'm now a fully-fledged member of Team Hornet. I watched Nick Dacos, and yeah, he got an absolute ton of the ball, but go back and watch the tape. He was a turnover magnet on the night, and most of the stuff he got was cheap ball, uncontested. So, yes, he can accumulate, but is he going to become a damaging player, or is he going to become an accumulator? That's something to watch from him, but I'm definitely in the Team Hornet camp now, Seb. Uh, he didn't just impress be, me, Dacos. Just to be clear, you're not potting him, are you? You're just saying you have Hornet over Dacos. Oh, I'm probably potting him on the way through. Oh, right. I didn't, so I didn't enjoy game his game. And you're taking aim. You're in the Kane Corns category. Kane Corns has taken aim at a six gamer. I'm just no, I'm not. Well, maybe potting's too strong. I'm just uh, just tempering the the fans here. So you know, I'll, I'll, there's a bloke playing for Adelaide later that I'll pump right up after one game, but. Uh, the day cost. Well, I just think just cool it on uh, on his hype. I would say. I, I can guarantee there'll be no cooling it. We know what the Pies fans are like, <laughs> and that's why it's uh, a little bit of satisfaction if you ever get the win. Speaking of good debuts, we head yep. to the MCG where we had a pretty ordinary game, but five goals on debut for Nick Martin for the Bombers in what was a uh, at one stage it looked like it was going to be a hundred point loss. I think it ended up being was it sixty six? Sixty six. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I was grateful for this game because I think this was probably the worst performance of the weekend. I didn't think anything had topped the Saints, but then the Bombers said, here, hold my drink. Um, well, that was, was a great a day, Booth. over in the West tonight? 
Oh, yeah, true, actually. Oh, yeah, it's getting ugly now. Uh, look, yeah, that, that's a hell of a debut. That That's some sort of game from him. Uh, we didn't know where the Bombers' goals were coming from, so to see half of them come from a debutante probably shows you where their forward line's at if they need to rely on that kind of uh, performance. But look good on him. That's impressive. There, are, there haven't been too many for the Dons that have kicked five on debut. So great effort from, from the kid. Yeah, look, he was a talking point for the Bombers, but... Uh, I think, as I said off the top, don't get carried away with week one performances. Uh, the Dons were flat. They're missing Stringer. Tip and Woody, obviously, he'll, he'll take a little while to come back. Hooker's retired and Harry Jones uh, didn't play. That's four of their top five goal kickers from last year. So yep. pick any club and that just makes it really tough. Um, but the effort wasn't there. The, the want to chase and tackle and um, you know, the setups at the stoppages. I've, I've watched, you know, I was out... What was I doing? I was at the zoo um, on, on Saturday <laughs> oh, afternoon. So yeah. wasn't actually able to watch it, but came back and watched the first half and just some of the setup at the stoppages. The Bombers weren't disciplined in holding. They needed a sweeper because Dangerfield kept getting it running straight out of the middle. And yeah. what are your defenders going to do? The, the great thing is you get the tape, you review that, very easily fixable. We know they've got good mids. Um, Caldwell's going to be a great player for them. He, he was pretty good um merit look merit played well tries hard um i don't know if he saw the writing on the wall and just saw a big loss and started trying to accumulate a little bit extra just to sort of put a cherry on top of his performance but um look i'm sort of giving them a pass obviously i had ranked the bombers highly had them top four um this probably didn't suggest that in the, in the way they played. Wait, you, you're going to pass the Dons? No, no, no. With, no. After an 11 goal loss? I haven't passed them. I haven't done anything. All right, just just checking. I heard pass and you, you said they cut. Anyway, keep no, going. That mate. didn't cut the mustard in terms of a top four finish. Uh, the Bombers are getting a fail. I'm not, I'm not going to overreact. Uh, they play Brisbane at home and then... Who do they have then? They have Melbourne. They've got the, so yeah, the Ds. Might need to beat Brisbane next week at home. Otherwise, they're staring down the barrel of an 0-3 loss. So, uh, 0-3 start. Um, fail for the Bombers. And the Cats, they get a d- the distinction. Uh, do you... Like, how do you feel about the Cats now, Tom? Yeah, look, I might have had to... I might soften on them a little bit after that one. I mean, they, they found one in uh, Stengel. He, he was just sort of going through the motions at Adelaide and turned in, turned in a real nice performance for them. And they had a win even without Menegola at Duncan and they lost basically Cameron for the game. So, look, yeah, uh, I'll keep potting them for their age because they're not getting any younger, although I did like seeing De Koning get a game for them. But uh, they, they were super impressive. Um, I mean, the Ds are clearly the premiership favourites, but the, cat, the Cats put their hands up and said, we're still in this mix. Um, so do they, you think I, the Cats can win the flag? Yeah, I think the Cats can win the flag. Yep, I definitely think they do. Uh, I mean, long season ahead, and yeah, you don't want to draw the long bows this early, but, you know, I mean, if they can keep up the standard that they've managed, that, that's the query we've got on them. Can they maintain where they're at and get better? They do look like they are absolutely primed to go backwards, but if they can even just hold, well, we know they're top four quality at best, so get in the top four and you're still a chance and they've played they've played a lot of finals so they know uh, what September's about uh, on the main uh, so yeah I'm super impressed by them I'll give them a distinction as well um, yeah the, the, 
oh, what Stang- Stengel, like I said, dominated midfield, dominated backline, dominant again. Great seeing Tom Stewart back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking of names, and I can't really think of one who who didn't have an impressive game for the Cats. So yeah. you got to love you got to love that. Biggest concern for the Cats is the Jezza Cameron injury. Just cannot yeah. seem to stay on the park, but it's not a broken rib. Uh, just the hip pointer, which I don't know. Someone was telling me we should get a physio on the show to talk through injuries because that's certainly not either of our games. Uh, we never really got struck yeah. down with injury, did we, Tom? No, nah, I don't think so, unless you sort of call a back injury for carrying a side. That's probably more you than me uh, getting the, the threes through. Uh, the Bombers, yeah, like I said, uh, I thought the Saints had turned in the worst performance of the year. Uh, it is now the Bombers. That, that was... Pathetic is being generous. Uh, I mean, uh, we we have some Bombers fans that we know, and I haven't heard a peep out of them for the last four days, uh, even though it was yesterday, uh, the last 24 hours. Um, they Yeah, it was down to their midfield, like you say. They just let them down. They put heat on everywhere else around the ground because of that. Um, this was really like one of those opportunities. We said it was a statement game for the Bombers. Were they going to come out and say, yep, we made the finals last year and we're going higher? Uh, they proved me right in that I've got them 12th. They looked that that's probably generous for what they look like on Saturday. So look, yeah, it's round one. There's plenty to work on, but that was the worst performance of the weekend for mine. So they can see the coordinator. Yep, you're, uh, your grading is going to be a cue at the coordinator come uh, Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple uh, in there. We'll go with the, the Sydney Derby, the Battle of the Bridge. The, uh... Can I say off the top when you said Battle of the Coasts, that just sounds so much more epic than Battle of the Bridge, just just as a name. They probably should get you in the AFL to give this this clash some well, sort of uh, title. I'll give you a side note on that. I, I went to the G today, first time at the G in what feels like about five years. Uh, and it, it was with a festival of footy. And I'm walking in, so I've come... I haven't been on the bridge, but I've come up to the part where the, you get the bridge over from Fed Square to the G, and and there's a DJ playing tunes, pumping out this real like doof doof music. It's like yeah, and there's this young lady, and she's sort of feeling it, and there's not a single person standing around anywhere listening or doing anything. And I'm like AFL, this ain't it. I'm like this ain't it. I'm telling you, like no one no one needs a doof doof music at twelve thirty on a Sunday to get around a game of footy. like Yeah, well, that's fair. Uh, it, look, it probably suited... I, that's a good tangent because I didn't mention Peking Duck were actually pretty good on uh, Friday night. That that worked what on a Friday night. <laughs> uh, they, they're uh, an electronic dance group, uh, Seb, so g- give so them you a watched, listen. So you watched someone in the middle of the ground like hit play on a machine? Well, we actually were running behind, so we were still grabbing a beer. Can I say that as well? The cues for food and drink... I mean, short-staffed, obviously, because of COVID, but it, it took a long, long time to get either of them. So that, that's probably something to polish up. I can tell you, actually, and I should have gone this when we were talking the Saints. I've gone back to them. The scoreboards look fantastic. I wouldn't say they were sexy, but they actually add to the stadium. So you'll enjoy it when you get there next, Seb. How, uh, much, your next of the, game. Um, how much of the game were you not spending with your head between your knees? Oh, yeah, well, this yeah. Is the, awful. I don't reckon the rare the bits, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that scoreboard didn't help me. But, it, look, it worked in the stadium. So we've gone on a tangent, but I'm with you. There, there's times and a, time and a place for certain uh, entertainment, I guess, Yeah, ideas. DJs out the front of that game, weren't it? Because both fans, both fan groups were just sort of, come on, I don't think we're going to win many this year. This is it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Battle of the Bridge, Tom. Yep. 
Buddy's quest for a thousand was thwarted. Uh, my yeah. man Luke Parker, Ooh, what a game! Five had a ridiculous score in our custom scoring league ultimate footy, uh, and the Swans were just it was a bit of an up and down battle, and they were just they ran out winners. They were too strong for the Giants, which that was how I saw the game going because the Giants are just a different side with Toby Green. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good take. They. I mean, they they had a patch there, I think, towards half-time where they, they looked like they were getting on top. I mean, yeah, it was neck and neck. Of these, this is a genuine rivalry now. They should be happy with that, the AFL. This this has turned into something. This is two good teams having a real good hit out. It was really up for grabs until late, until Sydney pulled away. So, yeah, maybe Toby was the difference. I mean, there wasn't anything you probably pot the Giants for apart from just not getting the result at the end. But... Yeah, I just I just love with Sydney. You know, they could, they've thrown Kennedy down back, and they've brought in McCartan, and they've put Parker half forward. They just they, their moves always seem to to come off well, in some way. Now I know that's a round one reaction, but I don't know they if the usually Kennedy do move work. to half back is working yet. It needs some time, but it's not as though it's like wow, look at look at what he did. Yeah, well, I guess maybe, yeah, to reword that one, maybe it's just that they've been able to move him out of the midfield and the midfield, I guess, hasn't been affected. That's probably more the worry, yeah. not even what he does on half-back. 12, but... 12 touches. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, they. I, I guess, you know, they still probably, you would say, won that midfield battle. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I'll pass the Giants. I, I didn't mind their uh, their effort and their take. And, yeah, Sydney can have a distinction. That was a great win against a rival and a, you know, potential finalist. Yeah, so in terms of the grades, it's I found this one the hardest to grade because I don't have the Giants playing finals. The Giants should be aspiring to play finals. So like what what curve am I grading them on? Am I grading them on what they should expect and what generally people expect or what I thought coming in, which was no Toby, no Giants, to be perfectly honest. Uh, so I'm going to... Jeez, you got me thinking... I'm going to pass the Giants. I'm going to pass the Swans too. Um, yeah, wow. Okay. The Giants, without their most important player, you just have to win that. Um, you, you're better side than them. You're probably going to go a little bit further this year. Uh, it's a double pass for me, Tom, in the uh, yeah. what was it, traditional 5-10 Saturday slot. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, they, we're going to keep an eye on Sydney all year. Well, I mean, basically until Buddy kicks his thousandth. I think there are a few... Uh, few Swans fans in Melbourne that didn't mind that he kicked one because the, their first game in Melbourne is round three where he might be a show to do it then. Um, what uh, did you think? And I, look, I enjoyed this. Saturday night, two interstate teams are beaming live into Victoria. Uh, a repeat of the 04 Granny Port playing Brisbane on your Saturday night TV. Did you like it, Seb, or not? Uh, the, the fixturing of it. No, just just seeing that. On, well, I guess yeah, the fixturing of it slash the game itself. Yeah. Well, look, Tom, I don't see interstate or Victorian teams. I just see eighteen <laughs> teams. So, well, uh, I said. it's just uh, look it was two top four teams playing off. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always a bit cautious on the Saturday night commentary team. Ducks a good addition, I have to say. I'm not a fan of the Jerkies, just. Too wishy-washy, uh, but no. Look, Brisbane, Brisbane and Port played a. It felt like a fizzer for three quarters, but then it was on. Uh, it was yeah, a close contest, and maybe it was the physicals was a bit dewy, and the ball was a bit slippery, and neither team really looked as clean as we know they can be. But 
Brisbane ended up running away and, and getting a comfortable... Was it comfortable or was it just a couple of goals? Uh, 11 points in the end. Yeah, that was not comfortable. Um, but they missed a few chances, Brisbane. Um, it was good to see Cam Rayner back. Uh, all in all, I mean, look, to me, Port had a test and they failed it. And that seems to be Port's mantra for the last 10 years under Kenny. So um, they don't start winning these. Uh, Kenny needs to look at those want ads. Do they still have them in the paper? Probably. Um, Maybe in South Australia, I don't know. Brisbane, a little bit the same. Yep, you won at home, you always win at home. Like, it's a bit of a nothing win. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I just... Yeah, I, I look, I could see that side of it. I guess, yeah, it didn't really reach any great heights until... It was one of those games where, yeah, it got close and that probably made it better than it looked... I mean, Brisbane played a brand in that last quarter that they should have just played from the start. Like, they played it safe, and then they're like, geez, we actually have to, you know, get it into our forwards quickly, and they actually had a go, and they're actually pretty good at it as a side. So, um, you know, you can't go in like this game without mentioning Joey Danaher. He'll probably get it. He probably got many a stern talking to, but you just go back and slot it at any stage as a big key forward. You don't give off that handball. I don't care what kind of kicking issues you have. You have you are having you just go back and kick that um but I'm, i would look brisbane impressed me in that charlie cameron didn't give them a whole lot for most of the night i know he kicked one late but they, they didn't really get anything out of him zorko was a bit of a non-factor um you know, McCluggy just, yeah well yeah so no exactly but he you know so i didn't give him didn't give him a whole lot for the four quarters um it's a bit harsh no, no, as in no, as in because he was injured. I'm saying he gave nothing. Not, not his. Uh, but you know, I, I've never done an Achilles, but I, I can imagine it would have killed him being on the sidelines, not uh, contributing. But anyway, um, yeah, the power had some chances. Darcy Byrne Jones, he was good down back. Uh, that's a biased take because I've got him in my uh, side in our little league. Seb, and he scored magnificently for magnificently for me as captain. Um, Dan Houston had probably the game of his life too. So little little bits of you know, sprinkle little bits of impressiveness, sprinkle little bits of what the hell happened there. Uh for the game and grade. Um this is probably the one I struggle to give a grade to. I feel like I'm with you, Port failed because it was a test and they had had this game really on their footing and they they just dropped it, so they can have a fail. Uh Brisbane, I'll be nice to them. They they did beat a top four side, even though it was at their home deck. Yeah, I've swapped mid sentence there, but I'm going to pass them. Yeah, no, uh, that's what we do. Our opinion isn't final till it's read out on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. Alir Alir looks like he'll miss a month with syndesmosis. I'm hearing, which yeah, that's not good to hear. Not good. They he was so critical to what they did last year, um, and. You want to give the power every chance, although it sounds like I'm going down a simple Simon path with Kenny, but yeah, I'm not overreacting it's to not round one, water. not doing it. Uh, yeah, so that's that's Saturday. Quiet Saturday, Tom. Only the three games. Yeah, it felt it felt like there was more footy on the Saturday, but maybe it was just because... Oh, I don't know. Maybe because it was three games, it felt more than the one a night we'd been seeing, but... We got three on the on the Sunday, and there's some uh, some results to discuss. So, uh, I did see. Yep, you ventured to the footy. You had magnificent seats, if I do say so. Right, right at the front there. That that's some premium stuff. Yeah, they were just in the Ford Ford pocket, which is an idea for watching what's going on down the other end. But uh, yeah, no, we we had a had a nice day out. 
went along to the footy. Norse fired a little bit. Norse didn't take them uh, take advantage of their opportunities in the second quarter. Could have been four or five goals in front. Hawthorne kicked a couple late. We led by a goal at half time. Uh, Hawthorne did take their chances in the third quarter. So both teams had momentum, but Hawthorne kicked more goals and that was the end result. They won by 20 points, which I thought was about fair. Um, look, there was a lot to like about North, but a lot of the same old skill issues that we've had for a number of years. Uh, three rucks don't work. Uh, for yeah, the Hawks, oh, yeah could, you can confirm that. The three rucks don't well, work. Well, don't write anything off after round one, but if it doesn't work against the Hawks, imagine what when you come up against a good side, Tom. I don't know how well it's going to work then. Uh, well, so when you say, like, I'm intrigued, because it intrigues me, this ruck thing. So who who was the weak link? Was it Coleman Jones? Coleman Jones, Jones did nothing. Okay. Cherry did well as a ruckman, but around the ground doesn't give us enough. Goldstein was actually good as a key forward, but it's not his strength. Um, he kicked a couple of goals, took, took a few good grabs. Um, we dominated the clearances the first half. Davies Uniac was on fire. Yeah, he had a game, um, didn't he? And then we just... We we just petered out a bit and we got some momentum back and there's a bit of undisciplined acts from some of the players. I know the players felt a little bit. I know the fans definitely did, but the players were a bit frustrated with some of the decisions. But we didn't have someone stand up and lead and and get us through that. Which you know we're a young side, so that just is what it is. Um, ben Mackay going off a concussion in the second quarter didn't help, and we sort of had to play a, a key, we're a key defender short as is I think, and that really exposed our captain who there's a very informed fan sitting in front of me who doesn't think Zeebel should be playing let alone captain Uh, thinks John (laughs) Simpson should be captain and I just gave him a nod and said agreed um, to that young man he's a well informed individual didn't want to buy a shirt Um, (laughs) but let's not take away Um, Hawthorne Sisley his first game back he was very good CJ was just everywhere across that half-back line um, and gave them so much run. Uh, we really needed to play sort of a defensive forward role on him because he was just pivotal to what the Hawks were doing. Um, and then Gunston, if he kicked straight, could have kicked five um, in his first game back in a long time. And Mitch Lewis, he's a big boy. He played well. He's going to be a solid play for the Hawks over the, over the journey. So uh, the Hawks are getting a pass and North Melbourne are getting a fail from me Tom yeah look seem, that, that seems fair to me I half was tempted to send you the coordinator but then I considered the company you'd be amongst and you're not with them uh, with that loss I think yeah look it's a fail for the ruse you, you penciled this one in last week as a guaranteed win so I just sort of exactly so I sort of turned this one off and thought it'd be, it was over look um, yeah I, I'm with you I mean the the Hawks bringing back some names in Gunston in particular. Um, yeah, if he kicks straight, like you said, he, he really could have ripped it to shreds. Just just that game of momentum. And that's something, you, you know, you'll learn, I guess, over the stretches when you, you've got the chance to put the foot right down, then then you'll take it. Um, yeah, I mean, you haven't mentioned him yet, but the Hornet got on the scoreboard, so you, you like that, uh, you know. LDU, I, I'm super impressed with his, uh, his game. He is... You know, a, a bloke that's taken a little bit to come on. Uh, some midfielders can explode out of the gate. He, he's had a bit more of a slow build, but he might overtake a few now. I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. Um, uh, yeah, look, it failed for the Russo. Winnable game. Hawks, uh, they can have a pass for that one. 
Uh, Wingard coming in late, uh, I think, you know, if they can get four quarters out of him as well, I think that'll change how they play as a side. But for now, uh, he's sort of in and out. So, uh, look, things to work on for both teams, things to like. I think it, uh, it, it was probably the right slot for it early on a Sunday. Are you trying to take shots at our clubs? Oh, well, I'm saying it, it, it probably wasn't a marquee game at this stage of your rebuilds. And and St Kilda Collingwood should have been the marquee Friday game. No, nah, don't don't agree with that 16th one either. Versus what eleventh, tenth? Yeah, I, I would have preferred us to be at the G on Saturday. To be honest, I think uh, <laughs> we we were stretching it being on a Friday night. But look, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, you know, they 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 can't always get it right with the fixturing, but uh, they probably got it wrong on Friday, but right on the Sunday. That nah, very good, Tom. Uh, I am begging people to send in mailbag questions about the Hornet. That'd be a great one to pull over if you're driving and listening and sending it in because I can talk all day. Uh, six of his first seven touches were in score involvements, Tom, including he was just outstanding. And um, if if we had as big a supporter base as Collingwood, you'd be hating North Melbourne right now because they would not stop talking just like Dacos. You'd not stop talking about the Hornet. Uh, it's an exciting time to be a Bruce fan. On to my other team, Fremantle taking on Adelaide in Adelaide. Yeah, what a game. What a match. Fife, the captain, without Darcy. Uh, I think Tabiner didn't play as well. They were no, down some no, key individuals, Freo. Taylor Walker didn't play for Adelaide too, who's obviously a bit of a loss, but very strange game. Fremantle controlled it, should have kicked straight, should have put more score on the board, didn't. Adelaide at one point then came back, not just back into it, they're around 25 points at halftime. They kicked, I think, it was a 35-point turnaround in that third yeah. quarter and they kicked seven goals straight and they were leading comfortably in the last quarter and then Fremantle kicked the last three three or four goals of the game and snuck home by a point. It was unbelievable. Just uh, in a round where we've seen momentum swings, I think this game just took it to another level. I mean, yeah, Either team was done. Either team was on top. It was just swinging wildly. And I think even do yourself a favour and go and watch the the last two minutes of that one, even the last 20 seconds of this one. It was up for grabs right until the siren went. So a genuine classic between these two sides. Um, Look, you're on Frio, Seb. You might have me joining you. This this is the kind of win that they can really build behind. Now, you might be like, geez, they beat Adelaide, who are probably in the chance for a spoon. But... When you go into state as a young group, without Fife, without Darcy, the names you mentioned, I mean, they're big senior leaders or big impactful players. And to come out and be tested and be, you know, on the ropes and and win interstate, it's going to just, it could spark this team into that final spot that you think they're going to get. So I was super impressed with with them, Um, you know, just to come out of that, Oh, you'd be loving it as a Freo fan. For the Crows, look, we've mentioned a couple of youngsters already. I can't not mention him. I've kind of hinted at him already twice. Josh uh, Riccelli, Seb, uh, he kicked five on debut and was a one-man show. He, he, For a kid to come in straight out of his draft year and, and just go bang and kick five in this style of game that was up for grabs, I mean, that that's match-winning sort of stuff, and that's his first game. So it wasn't a sort of, you know, 10-goal loss and you got a couple of ones. This was a genuine up-for-grabs performance, and he's kicked five on debut. I think you'll find he'll be the rising star this week. I'll go he if he doesn't. 
uh, I'll load up an arrow and have that ready for Wednesday if he doesn't get that nod. But um, yeah, look for the Crows. I mean, you, you can't complain with that performance. I mean, on their deck, but we're not. I'm not expecting too much out of them. So for them to sort of almost pinch it, I'm pretty happy with. So I reckon distinction for the Dockers and a pass for the Crows. Yep, I, I think that's fair. Um, you're right, young side travelling. You just got to get the wins and. Um, not to bring it back to the Saints, but everyone was saying this is a game. If the Saints are playing finals, you have to win. And yeah, I if know. Frio are yep. going to play finals, it's exactly. a game you have to win. And they found a way. One point, ten points, a hundred points didn't matter. Um, you got your captain out, like your best player your club's ever had out. You go over there and get the win. Big ticks. Uh, double pass for me, Tom. No, you can't sneak your boys to a distinction. I think you've been too measured tonight. Yeah, I've del- I think I've deliberately been measured because I'm not overreacting to anything this round. Except, but I don't think you're reacting to anything. Give give the fans something. What what's your most controversial grade that you didn't give the the Frio a distinction? I think that's that's you've gone. Uh, have you got splinters at this point in time, Ted? No, 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 Tom, Tom. I'm happy to offer and give you a, a lesson on grading if you need it, but uh, no coordinators and no high distinctions this week because I'm just just, just not ready to overreact. Uh, you'd hate to lose two in a row next week, though. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. That's an episode <laughs> worth tuning into. Um, but no, look, I expected Freo to win. They went over. They got the job done. It wasn't pretty. Letting Adelaide kick seven goals in a row. Ring me next time Adelaide kicks seven goals in a row against a team. Like, I doubt that'll happen. Yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, look, that, that, the fact they're in control of it and let Adelaide back in is just concerning overall. But it, you wipe it from your memory bank. You've got four points. You go home. You sit ninth. Uh, but you load up for next week. At uh, I don't know who they're playing, but I assume they get a home game at this point. Uh Onto the other team from the West. And this oh, was yeah. it's just about Armageddon over there for, for the West for the West Coast. I like I'm gonna start doing that. The West Coast. Not West Coast. The West Coast. And you drop the Eagles. It's the best line. So the uh Jared Healy line, that one. Uh the West <laughs> Coast mind. played the Gold Coast and it was <laughs> up, it was down. Uh West Coast missing, I don't know. 28 of their best 50 players. Is that a fair summation? Look, that, that's fair. We're, we're talking probably as thin as we've ever seen an Eagles lineup. I mean, when we're talking their best 22 yeah, to what they put out there. The end result was probably pretty thin in terms of where they like to think they're at and where they expect. And unfortunately, from where they've been building their list the last few years, they're not at that point and they just can't be due to injury. Uh, but it was a fantastic win for the Gold Coast Suns. Their first ever against West Coast, against the West Coast in Perth. Um, and, you know, Isaac Rankin kicked one late to seal it. Uh, but Matty Rao was out doing Matty Rao things, which we just want to see him stay healthy. Uh, ben King didn't play for the Suns, which, as you'd know, watching Max on Friday, how important a King in your forward line is. Uh, it was just exciting all around for the Suns. I'm with you. It'd throw in Tuke Miller again, who just who's had a goal kicking now. Well, he probably already had, but he was doing it again tonight. We we talked about Frio and a young side just going into state, and you just got to win this. Well, the Eagles are up for grabs this year. You, you're looking at the fixture going. When when can we help ourselves to them? Particularly in this front half of the year when they've really extremely thin. So 
they're kind of lost. I mean, the luster of that uh, Perth home ground advantage is, is not going to scare anyone really at this early point of the year. So the Suns, yeah, they had every right to come in, be fearless, go for that win. And look, dare I say there was pressure on them. They were favourites. So to go into into a hostile turf and get a win in a venue, I don't think they've ever won in this stadium either, Seb. So uh, that, that's a bit of history for the for the Suns there. Um yeah, what, what, what more can you say? The midfield got on top. Oh, I just love the work of Jack Lacocious. I think, uh, you know, without, I, I guess, seeing full footage of what he did tonight, uh, I think he, he is really building, though, and, and he, he's going to be a future leader for them. So look out for him. Great to see Rankin back in form. I don't know what was happening last year when he wasn't playing. To see him hitting the scoreboard, that's what it's about for the Suns. I think the same can be said about Ben Ainsworth. He's another one who showed a bit tonight. Uh yeah, look, can't quite give the Suns a distinction. It was a famous win in their uh, probably their short history, but uh, you know they they didn't beat a whole lot. Uh, I, I think I'm going to double pass this one to be honest. You accept that from the Eagles? Yeah, I, look, that's that's where they're at right now. They are on their knees in terms of personnel uh, and a, a young up and coming team coming onto their home deck and just beating them by a couple of kicks is probably something we're going to see a few times this year. So that might be the, the new normal for them. See, I'm I'm failing the Eagles. They've lost by 27 points to the Suns. The, the Suns, who we know their coach is out at the end of the year. Their number one forward's out. Like, if they're going to win games this year, West Coast, this is serious, like win games, playing teams down the bottom of the ladder at home are the games they're going to win. Yeah, if fair. they can't get it done against the Suns, who, I'm not going to say the word, but it's a four-letter word, and it rhymes with um, hit, <laughs> they're not going to win. So, like, Nat Nui, what are you doing? Nine touches, 29 hitouts, no marks. It was impactful, yeah. wasn't it? It was a negative impact. Um, you know, like, it was great... We could talk positives if we want. Like, the positive for West Coast was seeing Willie Rioli back, kick the goal. Yeah. That was great news, but... Maybe Petrocelli, I think he gave them a little bit of zip, but that, that's kicked a couple. Probably... Dixon's kicked one in his first game. Tommy Barras, first player ever to kick their first goal in their 100th game. Yeah, they got around him for that one, didn't they? That was great My scenes. word, any time a defender does anything, some of these teams get around him. But, uh, no, look, it's a fail for West Coast, and they're on warning. Um that I'm not. Jeez, it has taken to the last game and the last team for you to sort of rile up a bit. So I can't wait for the round two grades when you've warmed up a dash. I like it. So well, sink, sink the boots in. Put, the, the West I mean, Coast play North next week, so geez, oh. <laughs> we're a chance. Um, no, look, it's a fail for West Coast. It's a distinction for the Gold Coast. Um, first win in Perth against the Eagles. Uh, you've got to give some massive raps to that when... The, the external pressure will be huge, and that's just for them to win games. Then I don't, I can't remember the last time they started favourite. It might have been a game against Carlton about four years ago up there. Um, oh, sorry, I think favourites against North in round two last year. But uh, to go and win, win well, it was great. Now you watch this week. You watch this week. Let me tell you, they're playing Melbourne at home. Yeah, Jeez, they're going to get rolled. <laughs> but that'll be one on one. It's a good start. Good start. Distinction. No, that is. 
we we don't we almost actually don't well i mean when do we 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 care for the Suns, obviously because we want them to do well it's good for the game that they go well but i know that you uh well now this isn't hidden by our uh, audio now we're fully visual now um we don't care. They could they could win three or four in this first sort of eight weeks of the year. It's actually when it gets to the depths of June, July, August, when it's the real winter of winter, uh, that they've got to put together a couple of wins and actually show you a little bit in the back half of the year. So they're on notice. Get off to that start and keep it going, sons. That's what we want to see. Absolutely. Uh, so I reckon they're our best grades yet, Tom. I liked it. Uh, I liked it. I haven't teed off as much as I often like to, but yeah, a little bit too measured for mine. But you'll get there. That's all right. Well, we had a we had a preseason grading, and apparently it was too high on some teams and not high enough on others. So I've gone more measured, and I'm getting feedback already that that's not right. So we'll get it right. We just like all clubs. You give us a week, we tinker yep. a bit, and then we'll come out firing. Hey, I um before we wrap this one up because this is this is a nice short sharp rankings which is still going to go an hour but that's what we do <laughs> I know. probably that uh that uh tangent off to the festival of footy and the the peaking duck you had on friday night it just wasn't needed but we're here <laughs> yeah, um, I know. heath chapman i think had just about the best spoil in the history of football because adelaide had got the ball deep in their forward line there's 20 seconds left balls a foot like a foot from the goal line and he's punched it back into play to a teammate. If he punches it over the line, it's a draw. That's just huge. And I, yeah. like, I can't help but think of the great late Danny Frawley and Bounce, how he would be going off his head. Oh, yeah. Punch. Bang! <laughs> He'd be giving him one of them. He would have. Like, it was just outstanding. Heath Chapman, take a bow. I like it, Seb. This is a nice little positive end. I might jump on and uh, give you uh, my little anecdote from the round. Absolutely love seeing Sam Doherty kick that goal. They were absolutely fantastic scenes. We've probably potted that weird spider camera that comes from the top of the stadium, but for that particular moment and goal, that was just fantastic. Great to see the whole stadium go up as one. I know the Blues fans aren't shy of standing up and not sitting in their seats. That moment, it was more than fine. That was great to see Doherty back and getting on the scoreboard. Uh, Great scenes. Yeah, yeah, uh, you can't fault that. You cannot fault that at all. Uh, what do you think, Tom? Successful I reckon we, uh, round one? Yeah, I like it, Seb, and I reckon we uh, we come back with a little midweeker on Wednesday to chat all the, the topics, but good to get through the grades, and I think this is the new uh, system for us, isn't it, Seb? We'll be back uh, post-round to give you the grades hot off the press, and then we'll give you the midweek issues further into the week going forward. That's it. That's it. Sunday night grades, Wednesday night issues, and uh, two Instagram lives, Twitter and Instagram, and everything else in between. We're busy, and I like it, Seb. I look forward to it.